Hi everybody, I'm Peter Jacobson, and welcome to Jake's Takes. Well, if your body hurts like mine, maybe it's time for you to jump into CBD oil. That's what I'm going to do starting this week. I've uh, been reading all about it. I've been hearing a lot of things about it. Hemp oil, I guess is what it is. And... I've been given lots of samples by a lot of companies, a lot of manufacturers, and I've got three or four right now I'm looking at. So I just want to put everybody on notice that I'm going to start taking CBD oil. Yeah, my body hurts. I've got achy joints. I've really tried to eat better, cut out sugar and bread to try to reduce the inflammation in my joints, and that has worked uh, significantly. I can't even tell you how much better I feel when I go for maybe a week without sugar and without bread, but I don't sleep as well as I used to. I'm not sure many senior citizens do. So people tell me that CBD oil is good and will help regulate your sleep. So I'm going to give that a shot. I'm starting this week and the doctors say that you've got to, you've got to regulate, you've got to uh, experiment to find out what exactly your dose would be. And again, I'm talking about things that I have no concept of how to do. So I'm diving in. I guess it's like somebody taking guitar lessons or starting to learn how to ballroom dance. Uh, well, maybe it's not the same, but I'm taking CBD oil and I will report back uh, how I'm doing. It's a jungle in here and we all know it. Fans are fired up and making sure they show it. They're rowdy and loud, not your usual crowd. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. I don't play as many PJ Tour events anymore, or, or PJ Tour Champions Tour events for that matter. But when I do, I'm always traveling with my golf clubs. When I'm traveling with my golf clubs, that means that they're in my club glove. It's one of the most dependable pieces of luggage I've had my entire career. And players like Brooks Kepka, Ricky Fowler, Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, on and on and on, they trust Club Glove as well. You know you want to arrive safely, but you want your clubs to be there as well, and they usually do thanks to my Club Glove. All right, I think we're rolling. I'm a, kind of a novice at this, but let's hope that this is working. <laughs> All right. So this if it is doesn't, if it doesn't for, we'll have a nice chat anyway. <laughs> yes, we will. We will. This is for uh, the next Tuesday uh, edition of Jake's Takes. Jake's so, Takes has gone yeah. pot. Has gone full yeah. pot. All right, I yeah. love it. Dan, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Dan Hicks, we work together at NBC and Golf Channel, and we have so much fun. In fact, I think the more, most fun we have is probably in commercial time when uh, <laughs> we have a chance to do our impressions. If the, um, if, if the viewers and the listeners could possibly uh, listen in on the commercials, I think, Jake, the ratings would be way higher 
for that <laughs> than they would for the actual golf that uh, we've had the privilege of covering and covering with you over the years. But uh, you're the best, man. You, you've you got it all. I mean, on and off the air, you are the standard, my man. Well, we have so much fun when we're in commercial, and I've been doing this now with you for oh, close to 10 years, and uh, you are as funny as anybody I've ever, as I've worked with. You do your Tom Brokaw impression. You do your Tim Sincham. I do my Donald Trump <laughs> Among others. Yeah, and it's fun because during commercial, obviously when we're on the air, it's serious because these guys, Tiger Woods and Ricky Fowler and Jordan Speed, trying to win these tournaments, but it's still entertainment. So I think what keeps us sane is that we actually have fun in commercial, which uh, kind of loosens us up a bit. You know, I've, I've said many, many times to, you know, not only our producer, Tommy Roy, uh, but everybody else involved, it's enough of a pressurized, serious business. And when you're on the air for multiple hours, and again, like you said, I mean, we, this is serious stuff for the most part, very serious stuff. Uh, and we have to, we have to kind of stay locked in. But I think, you know, Tommy and company, uh, did not let us have the fun that we do have. I, I don't think we'd be as good. I mean, it's certainly I wouldn't be as relaxed as I am when it, when it comes to the serious stuff, because I think you need some levity, not only in this, you know, at times pressurized business of broadcasting when you're live on the air and you're two seconds away every second from making a mistake that could make you or the network or the event you're working for look foolish. I think you have to have fun, and I think that keeps everybody loose. and And I, I think it's a real required ingredient in my in my recipe for this business because uh, you know life's too short, man. And I think that's what you've done through the years, not only in broadcasting but when you play golf. And I I'll never forget the time that you won the U.S. Senior Open Championship. And, you know, Johnny had been kind of saying some things, uh, you know, through the years. But I don't know, you know, Peter's a really good player, but, you know, he's got so much else going on. And he's, you know, he's always, you know, making everybody laugh. I think maybe that might have taken away. You know, I, mean, I don't know if he can win, you know, all the time the big championship. So I'll never forget when you won that USGA title. One of the first things you did is you looked in the camera and you said, Johnny, I guess you can have a little fun and win some big titles. <laughs> <laughs> so you personify the that. whole thing. I do remember <laughs> that at Del Reeve in 04. Yep. Uh, people like Jay Randolph and Johnny Miller and a lot of people in the game were saying, well, Peter's a fun, happy-go-lucky guy, but can he really <laughs> buckle down under pressure? And, and Dan, for me, and as you just, you just re- referenced, it is serious business. But for me, and I think players like Lee Trevino and Fuzzy and Chi-Chi, to, it, it's kind of an outlet for me when I can distract myself, I guess, uh, is one way of putting it. If I can distract myself from the pressure by going and talking to a marshal or talking to somebody in the crowd or telling a joke, uh, it, it loosens me up and allows me to, to play my best golf. And that, that's the one thing that I've always used. But let me just go back to last week talking about a very serious issue I was so honored to be invited by your wife, Hannah Storm, of, of ESPN fame, to come to her Celebrity Waiter Night uh, on behalf of the Hannah Storm Foundation. And just to let everybody know, the Hannah Storm Foundation raises awareness and funds treatment for children suffering from disfiguring vascular birthmarks. And I was so honored to be invited. And you were there, as were so many of Hannah and your celebrity friends. But it uh, I've got a soft spot for kids, as I know you do. You have three beautiful daughters now, all in college. 
So it's something it's something important to be able to give back like that. No doubt. And thank you again for for coming. You you made it you know even better. I think it you know Hannah's been doing this for I don't know ten eleven years now, and I think it really was the best one we've had. And you were a big reason why. I know you're humble and you don't want to you know talk about that, but you were a huge draw. There was a lot of a lot of guys in the crowd that were, of course, uh, golfers and fans of yours and, and everybody else's that was in the room. But, um, yeah, you know, you say you have a soft spot for kids. Uh, I do, too, and I got a soft spot for my wife, especially when it comes to her cause and what she's been able to accomplish through the years. And I was just telling her shortly after the, the latest event um, at the New York Athletic Club in, in New York uh, that I just, I just really admire her. And sometimes you just got to tell people right, flat out, direct, right, like, Hey, what you're doing is really cool, and there's a lot of work to it. You know, there's her and her assistant Carmen, and uh, another gal named Judy Havison, who's been a longtime friend of Hannah's. They are instrumental in putting these things together. And you know, as in a, a guy that's planned events and a guy that's uh, you know selflessly uh, for so many years gone to these charity events and seen what it takes to put them on. It's not easy. It's a it takes a village, as they say. So. Uh, it was great, and uh, it, it's, I'm so proud of Hannah and what she's been able to do with that. And it's a pers- it's, it's personal for her because she was born with a Fort wine stain beneath her eye. Obviously, not as serious as some of these kids are facing, but you know, it was a challenge for her, and, it, and, it, and she really kind of took it to heart. And, and after a while, when she was able to help these kids, in conjunction with Dr. Wainer, who is a, a guy, one of the one of the premier laser surgeons in the world, who donates his time to help these kids uh it is a win-win and uh it was just a, a great night last week well it was uh it was really fun to be able to spend some time with so many celebrities in the world of sports and we were talking about tiger woods you and i talk about tiger woods we we cover him and seeing him win last week at the zozo championship with the upcoming president's cup which he'll be covering do you think now, with that win, the Tiger, as the captain of the United States squad, do you think he has a chance to pick himself? I, I actually do. Jake, I don't think there's any doubt. I think he's already made up his mind. I, I, I think that I've, I would assume that he's probably told his assistant captains as well. I think it's a done deal. And I think uh, if it was, you know, God, the guy just won. So I think, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to pick himself. And obviously... No one knows how he's feeling more than he does, and I think that this instance where he's a captain and has that knowledge of exactly how he feels, we were going to get a Tiger if he was on the team that was really going to contribute because the last thing Tiger wants to do, right, is trot himself out there and not perform at the level that he thinks he can. So, um, you know, whether he won last, you know, whether he won recently or not, I think he still um, could have picked himself had he felt like he could contribute, and with a win in Japan, it is done, baby. I think I think it's going to be fascinating to watch Tiger as the first uh, player captain for this event since Hale Irwin, the only other guy to do it. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see Tiger lead as a captain for the first time in a major international team competition, and oh by the way, at age 43, still play. So it's going to be great television, I think, in December.
You know, I've been a pretty good ball striker my whole career, and I think one of the strengths of my game has been my driving. I've been pretty good off the tee. I hit a lot of fairways. But I always know that my first drive of the day is going to be a good one in comfort, luxury, and in style because I'm going to and from the golf course in my Lexus GX460. I've been a brand ambassador of Lexus now for over 30 years, and in my opinion, it's the best vehicle on the road today. Now, I may have had a few body parts replaced over the years, but that's just in my 65-year-old body. My Lexus needs nothing but routine maintenance, and that's just the way I like it. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. The fans are fired up, making sure they show it. They're rowdy and loud, not your usual crowd. It's a jungle in here, and we all know it. Yeah, I said on uh, the Jake Takes podcast that I didn't think Tiger should pick himself, nor would he pick himself based on how he was playing heading into the Zozo Championship in Japan. But after he won, I sent out a tweet, and I said, Congrats, Tiger. Please pick yourself to play for yourself. Because can you imagine, Dan, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be watching with everybody else in the world, can you imagine how compelling the competition is going to be with Tiger, obviously at the top of his game, but also passing off the duties to his assistant captains, at the President's Cup, I, I think it's going to be really, I think it's going to be some special TV to watch. Exactly. It's, it's going to be Tiger with, you know, delegating some of his uh, leadership responsibilities to his assistants and at the same time trying to get ready to, to play. So that dynamic right there is going to be fantastic. And you and I have watched this guy through the years, and there's no one, I, everywhere you go, Everybody has, well, first of all, it's Tiger playing, and so you tell them the Tiger's playing. Oh, great. You know, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm going to watch. And so just the fact that he's going to be playing in this competition, even if he was just a captain, that's worth rating, rating points, I think. That's how big, the, you know, big a personality and ratings grabber he is. But now that he's playing, it's going to take it to a, a whole other stratosphere that, um, that I think the President's Cup needs. Obviously, it's been a, it's been a, a competition dominated by the Americans. The, the internationals have won only once, and then there was the half in South Africa where Gary Player and Jack kind of made it up, and the dust got there and said, "Okay, let's share it." <laughs> but uh, so I, <laughs> I think that uh, I think Tiger playing in Australia, um, you know, during the holidays, it's, it's it's somewhat of a tough time for the guys to travel. But I think it's all kind of come in uh, perfect timing here with Tiger playing. It's going to be compelling. So after after the win at the Masters earlier this year, then this recent win in Japan, everybody's been asking me, and especially at the evening that night we had with Hannah uh, yep. down at the New York Athletic Club, what's Tiger going to do next year in the majors? So uh, jumping on the Masters, he'll be the defending champion, but the U.S. Open is coming to my favorite venue for a U.S. Open go. in New York and a place where you're a member, Wingfoot Golf Club, which... Uh, actually, I uh, the last U.S. Open played there was in '06, and I played in it at the age of 52. Unfortunately, I missed the cut. I was uh, I was I was really leaking some oil. But but Wingfoot, Dan, you've been a member there for years. Uh, it's it, it's just an incredible venue for any major championship. It's as good as it gets, Jake. And I don't have to preach that to you or to a lot of other people that have had the chance to play it. And 
you know, for the members, it's such an incredible place because not only do you get the West Course, which is going to host six U.S. Open there, and the first since 2006 um, when Phil kind of crashed and burned down the stretch, um, but it's 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 got an East Course that is just as good and a little different. But you know, so if you go there on a day and maybe there's a little traffic on the West Course and you just want to kind of play as quickly as you possibly can. You go over to the East Course, you do not mind it at all. In fact, you ask any member out there, what's the better course? I don't, you know, a lot of guys will say the East, a lot of guys will say the West. So the membership is just uh, cannot wait for another Open to get there. It's, uh, it's going to be, be here before you know it. And, um, you know, I told uh, our, our fellow colleague and friend Joe Buck, who's going to be hosting the, uh, the U.S. Open coverage for Fox, I I just I just had this thing in my head. I said, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna announce the greatest golf story in history. He's like, what's that? I said, when Phil Mickelson wins the win, finally wins the U.S. Open at the <laughs> age of at the age of fifty at the place of his worst wreck on the seventy second hole in his career. So how good would that be? And the possibility of that having a chance to happen would be would be remarkable. I never even thought about that, but that is that's an unbelievable story, and that might be. As huge a story as we've seen in the game for a long, long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put in perspective, it's like, I, I oh. think, you know, when, when Watson, you know, would have, you know, if he would have won that Open at the age of 59, that would have gone to the top of the list. Or right there with Francis Lumet, 1913 U.S. Open, which is an incredible story. If you read about it, it's like, it's something that they made up, right? But I think if Mickelson were to do this, this would go right to the top of the, the list of the, one of the greatest stories in the history of golf. Well, I'm going to put that on my counter. I will be there with uh, with you. Beautiful. Uh, what is your What is your member number so I can charge? This <laughs> I'll uh, you know after we after we wrap this up, I'll be uh, I'll hand it over to you. Well, Dan, listen. Thanks for joining us. It's it's my honor to work with you at NBC and Golf Channel, and you've done you're the voice of NBC. You've done golf, Notre Dame football, the NBA, the Olympics, uh, gosh, speed skating, skiing, diving. Uh, swimming, you've called all of Michael Phelps's uh, gold medal runs with Rowdy Gaines, and it's just uh, it's a pleasure to work with you. And thanks again for joining us on the uh, on the podcast, Jake. My pleasure. Always a great uh, time to chat with you, and uh, you're 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 not only so talented and uh, in what you do um, on the golf course and on the air, you're an even better person. So thanks for being a great friend to us and Hannah, and give my best to Jan and. Uh, I look forward to seeing you down the road, and I know it'll be soon. You got it, Dan. Thanks again. We'll talk to you later. As we head into the holiday season, and we have to look back and analyze our golf game from the previous year and start looking forward to next year. One area that I would encourage you to check on would be the shafts that you have in all your irons, from the driver all the way to your lob wedge. One thing that I've learned over my 43 years of playing professional golf is that we're really not as strong as we think we are. I remember it was about 20 years ago when fitting, getting fit for a set of clubs became all the rage I went in and got fitted for some new true temper shafts. I think I was playing X100s at the time. 
And I was in the middle of my PGA Tour career. I came out of there and they told me that I was using a shaft that was too stiff. So they put me in X300s and I've since, as I've gotten older now to the age of 65, I now use a lightweight shaft. I think it's 95 grams. But the only reason I did that was because I kept checking on my golf game and getting fit every year. You're not going to go to a wedding. You're not going to go in and rent a tux and just buy one off the shelf. You're going to actually get fit because you want to look good. Same thing with your golf game. If you want to play well and shoot low, you have to get fit for your clubs. And I'm not just talking about the loft and lie and the size of the grip and the length of the club, but you have to get the proper shaft. It's really one of the most important aspects of how well you're going to play. So take some time this winter. Go find a fitter in your area, maybe with a launch monitor, maybe with some video cameras and get fit. It's extremely important to the success of your game. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's Jake's Takes podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Peter Jacobson. These have been my takes. What are yours?